0: Hello, and welcome folks to episode one hundred and forty one of the Ministry of Dice Podcast. We're a UK based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and that geezer over there. It's Andy, aka You know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> That's, you've been watching more episodes have you i have
1: binging it i've got
0: to the first one where she goes you know nothing john snow and i was
1: like yeah
0: i know that we're nothing if not on the pulse on the absolute cutting edge of pop culture here at the ministry of yeah Price. we are <laughs> very good game of thrones right you'll have plenty to talk about on the next mod extra just chatting stream
1: do join us for that yeah listeners. first
0: first saturday of every month boys and girls come and hang out we talk about movies and tv shows and computer games and action figures got re- retro movie room. i was giving you some backing music yeah yeah it was uh i recognized it there's a version of that that's um all done on they got a load of like rock guitarists together to play like a rock guitar rendition amazing and tom morello is there and the dude from slayer and stuff it's pretty good it's, if anyway is, if anyone's looking for a five minute youtube distraction go hunt that one out <laughs>
1: that sounds like the start of a like a proper rabbit hole
0: of heavy rock renditions of classic tunes and what have you yeah Yes, yeah, that is a rabbit hole that you could fall deep into and never find your way back out of. That's a three in the morning realization that you've been on YouTube for six hours. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which don't lie, everybody—we've all done it at least once. <laughs> so here we are, anyway, back again to talk about Dice Masters. Got a few bits to uh, to talk about. There's no new news. We're, we're no, still no, 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 no we're still flopping around like a fish who's been pulled out the water trying to think of segment ideas to keep the momentum up keep the vibe alive while we await the arrival of the much delayed secret wars but we've got a few bits and bobs this week which ain't too bad nice yeah uh, i'll tell you what before we get into the what have you been up to would you um, yeah. we've had some uh, a bit of washing up from last episode to do have we yeah, so do you want to do that before the catch-up or after? Oh, you know you've mentioned it. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Okay, well, first things first, we did a live draft on tape and put it out on the podcast in the last episode. Andy Brooder team primarily built around the rare Shazam. Mine was primarily built around the rare Superman from the Superman Kryptonite Crisis set. Uh, I attached a pole to the show notes and then also distributed it a couple of times over the socials we had an overwhelming response did we no not at all (laughs) a a handful of people bothered but you'll be pleased to know my friend that uh with 75 percent of the vote your team took the win oh it's the first time i've won anything to do with team building well, for sure. I mean, there, ten, there seems to be um, some repeat themes, but the the presence of Rare Shazam. <laughs>
1: <See>? <laughs> okay. Luck. is the I gotcha.
0: uh, Yeah, it seems to be the, uh, the main driving force there. But there were some choice comments in there, which I think you'll enjoy. Andy is so cool. He's a role model of the Dice Masters community. So s- somebody just voted for you straight up because you're so cool and a model of the Dice Masters community. Nice. Um, Thanks, and man. then the uh, one of the votes, I don't know, a bit suspect, it said, obviously Andy's signed the Federation of Elite Dice Masters. <laughs> oh, they're
1: back! <laughs> they're back. Still don't know who they are, but they're back.
0: <laughs> so I thought you'd enjoy that. But yeah, Reshazam seems to be uh, a popular choice. Oh, one person wrote here, uh, Andy's team with Rare Shazam should be killer, even if it has all the grace of the Kool-Aid man bursting through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> There were a couple of votes in my corner. Um, the main those who wrote comments. Uh, the main point was from from their perspective, with mine was if I can get my Superman out and hit you hard enough before you've managed to get your hands on you, Shazam, then it's mine for the taking. But if you manage to survive long enough to get Shazam, game over was the the general tone of it and i to be fair i think that's a a reasonable assessment so thank you to everybody who took the time to respond to the poll and um, yeah all very sensible i think everybody made some sensible contributions there but Role yeah I, I think if we did play them out the rare shazam if i can't get up in your grill fast enough then the rare shazam would just annihilate wouldn't it really with that range two gift
1: yeah yeah it's good you yep. still gotta roll it though that's one of those dice that you go around three times and just roll energy
0: <laughs> yeah or well, when you do finally roll it you're like no i haven't got enough to feel it yeah, <laughs> yeah. again don't lie everybody we've all been there at least once <laughs> and so there's that so there's the there's the poll and then there was some correspondence we had correspondence we had um,
1: correspondence
0: yeah i mean i mean we we get correspondence here and there anyway but th- these were in specific relation to uh, the episode last week uh, so the zebra station where the uh, dice station zebra uh, management sits it's just down the road from what extra towers actually um, but they wrote to us This is at the Ministry of Dice. We quite enjoyed the latest episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast, episode 140. There's an exclamation mark on that as well, uh, which indicates a tone of surprise that they enjoyed it. I I don't know. We'll pick that one up with them (laughs) later. However, we do feel like we need to set the record straight with regards to Chris's statement of Rob talked about that card and he seems to know what he's talking about. It appears through no intention of our own. You have been misled into believing this lie having said that please let us know how your experience with the shazam ramp was it seems like a fun card that probably works better in our gaming fantasies than it does in real life but hey if it was fun then that's all that matters the quiz at the end was awesome and hopefully you guys can do more of that do that more often good job as always delivering content in a very dry dice masters environment you're telling me Uh, that was me that was an edit uh, that was a little editor bit i added in there uh, speaking of that, if you come across Dick with, with Kiddington, please ask him when the next set is due. We're eager to start our secret war, unless the release date is too much of a secret to share for old Dick. Signed, the Dice Station Zebra Management. Bracket not affiliated with the Desjardins Group of Canada. <laughs> 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 so, so I put a Shazam, I had the Shazam that uh, uh, preps character energy that is used to field Shazam and I said... At uh, the time that uh, I was going to pop that on my team, because in our interview with Rob uh, a little while ago, uh, he mentioned it as an interesting piece of ramp to try out. Uh, however, it sounds like Rob may have changed his mind about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And we need to have a chat with Dick Whisk Whiz- Kiddington hoarding all those secret wall sets that he found on the Pirate Island.
1: Uh, har, har, yeah, har, har.
0: Uh, so there was that. And uh, Jocelyn was in touch from over at Double Double and Dice uh, calling me out. She she said that I I misquoted her uh, when I said that we were not to speak about Marvel Snap on our Dice Masters podcast, highlighting the fact that she was referring to the Heroclix podcasts that she listens to and how they're all talking about Marvel Snap. Uh, So I then Um, suggested that we we could find some space to do 10 minutes on Heroclix if she likes <laughs> <laughs> well, we could. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sound. Why hero clicks? It's little little plastic people. Clickety click. Yeah, they're on round, They're on these black round bases that click.
1: And you, you roll out an old poster from your uh, your teenage
0: wall to to play on. Yes, that, that's that's also true. Um, uh, it's it's called hero clicks, but that's a bit of a misnomer because even though. It does clickety click on the base, as Andy's just pointed out. Only some proportion of the little plastic individuals that you play with are heroes. You some of them are villains. Some of them are police officers. Some of them some of are them animals. From Star creatures. Trek. For sure. Yeah. Well you could I suppose you could call the crew of the Star Trek Starship's heroes. Could you? Couldn't you? Yeah, of course you could. They save lives and do heroic adventure things. But if it's being does being heroic make you a hero? That's deep, isn't it? That is deep. So but by the very nature of the question, that would lead me to presume that you don't believe that to be the case. No, just just playing
1: devil's advocate. That's a film so, with um, Al Pacino.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Keanu Reeves, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So in order to be a hero then, what would you not be other than heroic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So there we go. Uh record corrected Jocelyn. Uh, uh so I'm 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 operating on the assumption that that means that Jocelyn does permit us to speak at length about Marvel Snap on our Dice Masters podcast for we are not a Heroclix podcast.
1: Amazing. Well, should we like up for 20 minutes, to half an hour.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, there's a hell of a lot more going on in the world of Marvel Snap than there is of Dice Masters, that's for sure. Uh and then finally, A few people. The the quiz was popular, the um, Dice Masters subtitle or quiz. It was Uh, It was a good quiz. Yeah, folks seem to like that one. Uh, We had a a couple of the regulars, a few of the regulars in the old Ministry of Dice bar drop us a line and let us know their scores. So Andy America, uh, North American correspondent, a man on the ground at North American events, uh, got in touch. He got 12. Is that all of them? Uh, It was 15, wasn't it? I did. Yeah, 12 is very good. That's very good, yeah. But not only did uh, Andy May get 12, but uh, Collector Rob, Rob Petterfore from over at Breath Weapon has got 12 as well. Uh, and Rob even sent a photo of his little, <laughs> like the back of the receipt that he, <laughs> he was jotting He's his answers it. down on. <laughs> as did Jocelyn, who sent us the post-it note that she noted hers down on. Uh, she scored eight. Jordo scored 10. Uh, Jocelyn and Jordo both from DM North. And uh, Barton scored nine. So a few of our hardcore niche elite members, VIP members of the ministry, all shared their scores. Uh, So get in touch. Let us know if you bested any of those guys. Did anyone get higher than 12, I suppose, is the question. Did anyone do better than Rob and Andy May? We need to know. (sighs) We need to know.
1: know. It's it's Uh, the, uh, the
0: pressing matters that's in Dice Masters right now. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Uh, Now, the final wash-up of of last week's episode, I think I've already said final, and that wasn't final. This is now the final, is the rules lawyer. Who was the rules lawyer who was going to come out the woodwork and talk about range? Oh, yeah. Now, in in my golden envelope, I'd put Nick Wally, Jackalope Span. In my golden envelope, I'd put Laurier. (laughs) Because Laurier, he is the ultimate rules lawyer. He is the rules lawyer of rules lawyers. lawyers. Faux, fo- shiz. Uh, proudly wears that badge as well. Um, however, it was neither of those guys. Oh. The first person to hit us up with some rules lawyering on the subject of does range stack was, in fact, the aforementioned Jocelyn from Double Double and Dice. Rules lawyer, rules lawyer, rules lawyer. <laughs> with Rules Link as well. Oh. <laughs> For him. Absolutely, yeah um but rob rob was a close second over on our discord channel uh, which is a great place to come and hang out if you want to talk about dice masters and all other sorts of nerdy things so keep an eye out for the link in the show notes there folks if you want to come join us on our dice yes. discord channel but yeah it was jocelyn so uh that's neither of our golden envelopes successful oh, there yeah oh dear oh dear there we go uh, and there you go that's everything from that's all the previous episode stuff tidied up bottomed out washed up nice i like that we had like a little kind
1: of comb over (laughs) (laughs) that's not
0: the right word is it roll over (laughs) (laughs) i like comb over better sure I, i i mean you could have just left it a comb over and the world would have understood what you meant by that yeah so you're all right. <laughs> so with all that done, now all that uh, you know, outstanding business taken care of, I will now ask you, my man, what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded? Well, well, well,
1: it's been uh, the uh, the continuation of the X Men campaign that Chris has been running for me. I've been the X Men. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I've been going up against a variety of different baddies from different uh, storylines of the X-Men comics through the ages. Uh, we did uh, the 80s and 90s uh, over yeah. the past two weeks. Um, the first game uh, was a loss. Um, I'd rebuilt my team somewhat for the more... Uh, 80s 90s x-men so i brought out you know the wolverine colossus was in there a few others as well in fact it's probably better if we're talking about the games to actually tell you what the teams was but um uh it hinged very much on the um trying to do the old school get formerly weapon 10 so wolverine formerly weapon 10 mutated or polymorphed in as quickly as possible to do a big hit uh now i did manage that but it left me wide open and scrabbling to catch up for the rest of the game. So even though I went through for nine, uh, I never caught back up with uh, uh, Chris again, uh, which was, um, uh, you know, one of the, the downfall, not the only thing, I'm sure. Um, uh, yeah. It had the Colossus in there, but not the um, uh, the one with you. You do two damage for every level two or three. I went for the five cost Overcrusher with Energize. However. The Dark Phoenix Saga, Colossus Dice are heavily weighted in not your favour. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are one of the the worst rollers <laughs> in Dice Masters. They are up there with Blob. So if you want to play that card, I suggest you go and delve deep into your AVX box and grab some old cluster though, <laughs> so you're more likely to get it. Where else I have there? the Storm, but I only think I bought her once over the two games, Storm Windrider, um the Becky Lynch before. Becky Lynch, but without half the stuff. Um, But she did do a job for me. I think she actually managed to win me the second game uh, with her re-roller sidekick and do two damage and give me enough room to to squeeze through. And most importantly, which I think we may have hinted on in the last episode, but PXG. (laughs) Not only PXG, but PXG without nefarious broadcaster on the other side of the board um so uh super fast uh ramp um there's been some humongously heavy costed characters uh hitting the field <laughs> uh which um which has been fun uh without a doubt uh so so yeah so i lost the first game um trying that that wolverine second time around kind of didn't go for the the, the big pacer i did buy him pretty quickly but i kind of brought him through my bag instead of kind of switching him straight in um and was a little bit more cagey with him and he did some serious damage especially with a hulk out attached oh, to his didn't he just his backside so he was over crushing through and uh, and coming back for more chris obviously knocked him out multiple times or rolled him down with that that mystique that he had um and and didn't make it easy for me but so it's uh i think we go are we going in a
0: complete tie at 2-2 to the final game this evening uh no it's 3-2 to you 3-2 to me okay yeah it's game 6 tonight it's the sixth and game final six. game uh well the sixth and final one that i've prepared pre-prepared um I could maybe make up some stuff, (laughs) try and hustle something up (laughs) beyond that. But but there's there's an end point. Uh, I mean, I'll talk about it now. You know know what the theme is. Um, So what I've done is I've set this final one up to be the Avengers versus X-Men storyline from the Avengers versus X-Men comic book because, as many of us know, the Avengers versus X-Men was the first Dice Masters set. Yes little bit of poetic circle closing there. But on on the subject of our uh, sort of 80s and 90s, so we obviously sort of played through the 60s, 70s, into the early 80s. And what I'd done in my thinking ahead, in my pre-preparation, is I'd sort of written out storylines that I thought I'd focus on or eras. And it wasn't until a bit later on uh, when I started actually pinning down, right, I better get some team builds done around this stuff that I realized that there's actually in Dice Masters, quite a dearth. There's an absence of X-Men villains from that sort of period of time in the 90s into the 2000s. Um, As you move a little later into the 2000s, there's loads of stuff. There's loads of stuff that's applicable to early X-Men, 60s and 70s X-Men, but this sort of bit in the middle, sort of 85, 86-ish through to about 2001. There's not a lot of stuff there, but there's big storylines, big famous storylines in that period of time. So I had to make that fifth section what was originally several planned campaign installments into just one big one, which was a shame.
1: Yeah. But there's plenty of sets coming. You never know.
0: Well, absolutely, yeah. But I think it still worked. It still worked. Unlike the Avengers versus X-Men tonight, where it's a clear kind of, right, this is a bit of storyline here. They're having a Barney over this Phoenix Force thing with Hope. Um, I've got an Avengers team. You've got an X-Men team. Boom, we're duking out the storyline. You know what I mean? Or like Days of Future Past. (laughs) Here we go. Mystique's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, X Men from that time duking it out. That little era in the middle there's a bit, bit of a gap, you know.
1: Oh well, let Jimmy you know. Um, the this, the two new sets coming up was it Secret Wars and House of X? They're both quite X Meny themed, aren't they? So maybe we'll get some um, Secret blood Wars in. less so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although it looks like from the spoilers we've seen so far that there's. I was uh, going to say, yeah, I'm sure the spoilers seem
1: very X-Men kind of affiliated.
0: Mm, I mean, House of X will be all over it.
1: Dripping with X-Men and X-Men villains, we would yeah. only hope.
0: Yes, very x So uh But they were good games, definitely. You're right. There was this nice back and forth. And I don't think there was any clear... At the outset, it was not like, oh, well, that team's clearly going to annihilate that team. You know, there was no evidence of that. It was a game for the taking for either of us, which is always a good place to be, you know, in my humble opinion. So that's
1: it in regards to Dice Masters. Uh, Okay. For me, anyway. So
0: um, So you're non-Dice Masters then. Let's talk about Snap baby let's talk about you <laughs> and me right quick start the clock 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah marvel
1: snap i've been playing uh, a lot of that was it the last episode that i talked about that i hated it
0: or was that in it hated you i believe was it hated the actual me uh, yeah
1: the, well the love has been restored oh, um right. uh, it is i uh, put together i've been playing around a few bits and i'll tell you what it's like it's quite good you get Someone does something to you, and you think, "Oh, that's good." Um, I'd built a discard team a long while ago when I first when we, when we first started playing, and it's quite easy to do because you just search cards, and it's already there as your kind of keyword to search for discard, so you, you can then put all your cards together. But it yeah. wouldn't work, and I think mostly it wouldn't work because they have like a big enough selection of cards to choose from to put into the team however i revisited it because someone did this hella move or like basically well not hella move just like played hella and then all these cards just appeared and i was like whoa that's amazing i want to try that um and i had hella um and a few more pieces so i could swap out some of the, the the kind of more utility bits i'd put in to kind of bulk it out and it's gone full kind of discard uh, and i've been really enjoying it and, and it's it's good for two reasons which is firstly it's re- you know it's good it's winning games uh but also it's got that it's not a i play this i play this i win um just from its nature because you can't guarantee you can play anything because when you you, you rarely <laughs> yeah. get a choice of what's getting discarded um so it does keep you thinking because you know you play blade for example i mean he doesn't choose which card he discards and so he discards your bloody hella and you're like okay what am i do yeah. now um uh, so it's got that kind of thinking behind it and it's not just a, a you know a process of oh i didn't get those three cards i'm just gonna you know escape and try again but it still seems to work because there's a few like a few bits to it so you've got like the ghost rider um which brings in a card and ghost rider into hella into all hell breaks loose is the most satisfying thing ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a massive kind of like volcano of cars just um, crashing down. Um, uh, and then you've got the, the the Swarm. When it gets discarded, it comes back as a zero cost, two of them. Yeah, uh, And if you hit them a few times, um, you can literally fill all the gaps uh, with three costs, which is cool. Um, and then you've got the uh, apocalypse as well that uh, like do a big big kind of if you kind of discard it enough times so it gets huge quickly, and the Morph Morbius is it his name Morbius Morbius yeah yeah okay, well, that gets to plus two every time a card's discarded so you've got those four different win conditions so it's 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 enjoyable to play because it's all got you know you don't know how it's going to end up. But it still seems to be super strong, regardless what avenue you go through. So um, yeah, that's what I've been playing since.
0: Um, kind of, I I had a paddy about it last episode, and it's been really enjoyable. Uh, so uh, discard decks are super fashionable right now, though, aren't they? Because the Modok season has just started, or well, uh, the Quantumania season, but it's got Modok as a card in there, and he's like a big discard maneuver, isn't he? He is,
1: but is is what five? Uh, energy to field, I think. Field. Mm-hmm. to try link it into Dice Masters? Um, <laughs> uh, and he nukes everything. So yeah, it's so- very situational. I like, I'm not sure. I, well, I don't. You know, I mean, yeah. I suppose great for
0: Apocalypse,
1: and great for Morbius.
0: Yeah. So I, I've had a few slaps from it where they've tucked stuff behind Invisible Woman. Uh, they're getting the putting Heller out behind their invisible woman. Oh, and then... Right.
1: Uh, How are they doing that? They must be like, have to...
0: Yeah, I don't what know, Electro maybe, say? or um, Psylocke. Right. Yeah, or Wave, something like that. And then dropping the MODOK and emptying a handful of Deaths, Gigantos, <laughs> Infernauts, <laughs> oh, all that. And then the Hela, you know, pops up from behind the invisible woman protection and then fills their board with massive stuff and you're like whoa so i've seen that happen i don't know i, I didn't quite clock the finer details because it's it's only been a couple of days and it it took me a quick minute to realize what was going on because i hadn't really engaged with the MoDoc card <laughs> i was like well, what just happened why is their board now got like 60 power at every location what's just gone on <laughs> um but yeah there's something is there was definitely an invisible woman involved and they tucked one of them behind the Invisible Woman, either the Heller or the Modok, I can't remember which way around it is. Um, I'm sure there'll be a YouTube, somebody will have cracked yeah. the code and put it up on YouTube by now. So um, so discard decks are very popular at the minute. and I've seen that Modok floating around and I've seen people doubling up their Morbius with stuff like Moon Girl and then dropping two Morbiuses out and then annihilating their hand with the Modok and making those two cheap Morbiuses really huge. At the last minute, cool. I don't know. I um, yeah, not cool when you are looking at it and you are going, oh, yeah. It's made it a bit repetitive. I just keep facing it over and over and over again because, for whatever reason, the matchmaking is going. Yeah, all these people who pay, who've bought in on the battle pass and got their modoc, uh, we're going to pay up with all of those who got giddy and excited about it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I am not sure. I mean,
1: I, I I seem to buy the battle passes late on, um, as opposed to straight away. I can't, I don't know if it, I mean, obviously it has got a place in, in the deck that I'm playing, but w- I'm, quite, I'm really enjoying the cards that are already in there. Um, I'm obviously in a very much a lower matchmaking than you're in because um, I haven't faced that kind of nastiness yet. Uh, but um, I'm uh, eking up yeah. the, uh, with, with the, the wins I'm getting, I am eking right up the uh, uh, the um, whatever it's called, the, the ratings. So uh, maybe I'll start um, tinkering and trying to that, trying to shoehorn that into my team. Although that sounds quite like, oh, I've got the I've got the cards I want. I'll play, or I've not got the cards I want. I'm going to escape. But I, I kind of try and avoid those those because they're less fun to play if you're just basically looking for <laughs> yeah. the yeah. particular card you need.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Twists for and sure. turns
1: and pivots is is a lot more fun.
0: Well, for the minute, it is still proving fun and maintaining, folks. So if you, if you like us looking for something cheap and quick and easy to get your gaming on and entertain yourself. They've just introduced the battle mode. Um, Although Andy keeps texting me his battle mode code when I'm sat at the sports hall watching my son play basketball. (laughs) Yeah, no, timing's not been right yet. No, no. But uh, yeah, you can get a few games on through the battle mode now. So uh, we highly recommend it. I beat Rob on the battle mode. Uh, Goose.
1: Or pet yeah. for Goose. Goose, just to kind of get back at him for you.
0: Oh, thanks, mate. Although I think I had him again the other day. Is, it, is his username Goose? It'd be farthest Goose. Oh, no, it's not. I, there was another random Goose out there, Rob, that Oof. I came across. There's a dodgy, there's a TM6. Yeah, I know. Yeah, There's and a Jordo was... without the U. There's there's plenty of imitators of the true Mr. Six, mate. As uh, Mr. Six is left, right and centre, that's why you need to be spending your time with the true, the
1: true. Mr. Six. Yeah. No imitations.
0: Imitators for days, yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else on your update?
1: Uh, no. Okay. H- hunting for dice is a pain in the
0: ass. Yeah, my dice are a mess at the minute as well. There's they're still... Cast your memory, bats, folks. You may remember that I moved house like nearly two years ago now, <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dice is still a mess from the boot of the car calamity that happened. You may have remembered me talking about, and I've still yet to sit down and sort them out, um, and I've still got big chunks of stuff in unpacked boxes in the garage, which may indicate that I don't need those dice, but they're there nonetheless. (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) Just in case, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't have much else to add in terms of, uh, you know, an update from my own perspective. Uh, Very little tabletop gaming going on around these parts, and we've had really busy weekends with um, my daughter's got a show coming up and stuff, so there's rehearsals and whatnot taking place, which is stealing away from our... Uh, board gamey time I too have been playing Marvel Snap but not much to update there bit just tinkering around with the same old stuff really I unlocked a lot of new cards and I've made a lot of new decks and I said to you the other day didn't I I've, it's not a particularly forgiving game when you're trying to ladder up the ranks and you think oh this new card I've just unlocked of dead exciting I'm going to build a team around it because all you find yourself doing is plummeting until you found a groove with the new team that you've created it's not very forgiving on that front at all And then, yeah, that's about it, really. Really quiet for me. True Mr. Six is just chill on the game in front.
1: True Mr. Chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, on that note then, I suppose let's get into the main body of the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, we've got a very quick community focus, a legitimate one uh, for you this episode, folks. A couple of upcoming events to clue you up on uh then uh andy's been in the q branch again he's got another little community challenge q branchy segmenty thing based on a popular uk game show <laughs> once again to share with you all so i'll hand over to andy for that one and then for our final segment today this was a uh, listener suggested segment talking about uh, globals that we don't have in modern right now and um, that we may like to see return or well, we're going to debate and discuss whether some some globals that i've noted down here from the halcyon nostalgic days gone by of the golden age uh, whether they they merit a return, would they be useful, are they no longer useful, you know, questions of that nature. Uh, would they be too powerful and therefore shouldn't come back, and such like. And with all that said and done, especially with our intro and our 30 minutes on Marvel Snap, that should bring us to a close. So, should we crack on with it, my man? Yep, yep. All right, then, on to the community focus. This is London calling. Here is the news. Yes, folks, welcome back. And here is the news. And we have two online virtual tournaments to clue you lovely, lovely listeners into. The first on the list that we wanted to put out there was the makers tournament. This is being run by a friend of the podcast, Jay Luchero. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting one, actually. So let me give you the very brief rundown, but I'll make sure there's links in the show notes and over on the podcast page on the website, BritRoller6.com, for you all to be able to you know, track the info down. So the first step in this tournament is that you must create a new card of a character that does not currently appear in Dice Masters at present. Um, but you've got to be able to proxy dice from a character that does exist. Um And he's excluding Yu-Gi-Oh. So essentially pick your favorite comic book character that doesn't exist in Dice Masters and create a card for them with game text and allocate some proxy dice from the existing set. Yeah, Um, yeah, there's the DM North have got their their card builder templates. You can use that to create the card and all that kind of good stuff. Then phase two, you submit those card entries by the 17th of February. And there's a voting period for four or five days following that where um, what Jay's seeking is the top three uh, community-created cards from that pool, you know, from the participants. Uh, He'll announce the top three, and then the tournament, you build a team using one of the top three cards uh, with the uh, Silver Age ban list, and... Play it out, and that's What's taking place. Fan list? Oh, uh, it's it's um, the Thursday night dice fight. Guys use it. It's a um, uh, I forget where the where the lines are drawn, but it's basically a chunk in the middle.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I can't remember where the lines are drawn on it off the top of my head. Um, but all the links are in the uh, information. It's on the Challenge page and and all that, so I'll make sure it's down below. It's taking place on Saturday, March the 11th. Uh, the kickoff is, I don't know, it's like early in the morning, Jay's time, so it's mid or late afternoon for us over here. Um, again, get your, your time zone calculators out. You could, you can all, I'm sure all the seasoned online playing pros can do that now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through necessity. Um, but yeah, just something a little bit different, bit of a different flavor to it with some interesting uh, kind of community driven aspects to it, which I think is really nice. So I'll make sure the links are in the show notes and guys go uh, root that one out. If you're interested, it's being played online. Did I say that? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that. Uh, yeah, so the usual uh, Discord challenge webcam uh, kind of setup. up. Uh, so that's number one on the list. Number two, the folks over at DM North are kicking off a fresh season of the two-team takedown tournament. Uh, I know we've spoken about it before here on the podcast, but for those who are unfamiliar, a two-team takedown tournament re- traditionally requires the creation of two teams and then you must have a win with each of those teams to win your round um, you get paired up with an opponent you've got a week in which to play that opponent again through the online play method this is a, a little bit different this time around but it's uh, the the kind of week by week you know long game as it were is is still in effect it's kicking off on monday march the 6th they've put a player cap on it Uh, I'm scanning their page now, though, because I've forgotten. I think it was 32 players. (laughs) Again, I'll make sure the links are in the stuff. They put a player cap of 32 on it. But the format is the energy quads format. You know where you build four teams of four dice, all of the same energy, right? And then what you do is you roll off at the beginning of the round. You'll get uh, roll off two sidekicks, and then the energy that comes up on the sidekicks, you then select. You have to play with the relevant. Quad. Corresponding, yeah, quad. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure if... uh, I know in in traditional... Energy Quads format. If you roll a question mark, you get a choice. And if you roll a sidekick face, your opponent chooses. I'm not sure. Uh, again, folks, get into the detail. Uh, they've got a, a very thorough events page on the DM North website. I'll make sure there's a link below so that you can go get your head around the format and details of that. But, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I've played it a few times in the Energy Quads format. It's super fun. Um, it's one of my – probably, possibly one of my faves. Um, so – yeah I highly recommend it and the two team takedowns are always a lot of fun as well so I highly recommend you get involved in that so go and take a look at the information uh, Kim over at Double Dublin Dice who's one of the TOs uh, for the event over at DM North uh, is encouraging everyone to read the page in detail or if you're not sure just email her repeatedly <laughs> with the same question yeah yeah or tap her up on Discord that's um, that's probably the best way to do it just tag her uh, repeatedly on Discord until she answers your question
1: yeah Really yeah.
0: like to bulk up those little red numbers for her. Sure. Or Facebook message, that's a good good way of reaching out yeah. to get your get your questions answered. Or call her on her home phone. It's five 55- five <laughs> Uh, but there we go that's the yeah that's the community focus Two uh virtual online gameplay events coming up so if you're hankering for a bit of play and you want to get involved and um, pit your teams against individuals from all around the world using the the old webcam methodology then there's you there's a couple of opportunities for you get
1: involved
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i'll stop it there on that really creepy uh... (laughs) creepy get involved Yes, okay then, folks. Well, as is often the case when we have these set delays and Andy and I are left struggling to come up with ideas to use as segments on the podcast, uh, I leave the responsibility very much in Andy's hands because he draws inspiration from all sorts of many and varied often televisual sources, and he's got another idea to bring to the podcast for us today. So over to you, Andy, to get us started. Yes, yes, indeed. So we have got for you, well, it's very much the
1: prep for today, I think, uh, and it is the prep for the great British brew-off, although, caveat, you haven't got to be British to get involved. And so I was thinking, what well, what can we do? And I know that l- the last episode, when we did the uh, the draft brewing uh seems to go down well we had some you know some some feedback from it so uh, i thought what else can we do in in and around kind of building teams and getting people involved uh so the idea for the great british brew off uh, is for uh in this episode me and chris will uh, have a chat and discuss a a briefing uh of what kind of team we should build now there's no kind of You know, there's there's no set thing for it, so it could be uh, a team that's involved in a, you know, a a twenty twenty point hit. uh, A team that involves, you know, just a big hitter doing damage. It could be a team involving around doing direct damage. Could be a team about a certain affiliation, like any any kind of a briefs. But there has to be some kind of, you know, something that we're aiming towards, Uh, and then we'll go away and we'll build the teams, and then we'll invite you guys uh listening to also build teams around that brief uh, and then we can next episode uh hopefully you're all being well and good uh we can have a chat about our teams have a chat about the teams you've built uh take a look and see if there's any comparisons that can be made between them any kind of familiar cards uh is there a you know a king of uh heavy hitting is is there a standout card for direct damage example etc etc
0: and then you know we could always play them against each other as well yeah so it's kind of like it let's hypothetically say we were all bakers and we were all going to try and bake a victoria sponge let's say for example but that's it we that's the only criteria is to make the victoria sponge how we approach it and what personal flourishes or adaptations we choose to bring to it that's entirely up to us and then uh, we would taste those Victoria sponges and make a decision as to which was the most interesting. Have I I understood that
1: correctly? You have, I mean, they could make a program about that. Couldn't they just like, that's a pretty good idea. Bake off or something. (laughs)
0: That's a really good idea. Yeah. Right. Let's, uh, let's tap up our contacts at channel four and see what we can do about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we need to now make a decision about what, what the uh, recipe is then, don't we?
1: Yes, yes. So the first one, I mean, we can see how it goes. We could do some more of these and uh, maybe the listeners could suggest kind of different themes, et cetera. But I thought for this one, we could have a little chat now, see if we can um, yeah, make a decision between the two of us.
0: Well, my, my immediate instinct would be to lean into either – well, there's two of us here on the podcast, obviously, co-hosts of the Ministry of Dice. We, But we both have two very polar opposite differing preferences – Yeah. (laughs) So I wonder if, to kick us off, it'd be one of those two. Mine, you would describe as the Death by a Thousand Cuts team, the little ping 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 pings I love a good ping 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 team, whereas uh, you're more of a fan of a good, fast beat stick. It is, yeah. So beat stick or Thousand Cuts. Um... Well, which would which would present more of a brewing challenge? I suppose would then be the next question I'd have to create more variety. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a risk, isn't there? Obviously, that uh, from from death by a thousand cuts, we just get you know, ten Uanti teams sent to us, and <sighs> yeah, <laughs> and fast beat sticks. We just see ten Becky Lynch teams sent our way.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose we also have to decide whether it's going to be golden or modern. And golden, or, yeah, golden or modern—that is right. I checked myself because I'm so used to saying it
0: wrong about that. Was actually... yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What did you used to call it? You've not said it wrong for a while. Um, Arch used oh. to find it very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> was it golden? I oh, was the, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Right. Uh, folks, someone out there go re-listen to all our past episodes twice and um let us know what it was that andy used to say in error <laughs> <laughs> in the in the naming of the, of golden i think it was golden he used to trip up on he used to say something different for golden
1: yeah obviously i don't trip up on anything you'll only find that one error in all of the hours of content as you consume it
0: well precisely yeah that's why we can't we're struggling to recall it now cuz it's such a um, an infrequent occurrence yeah. that, <laughs> it's like oh yeah there was that thing that one time how infrequent so yeah that's a uh, well golden i suppose would be, well mm,
1: well i do you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that because you recently have been trying to do beat sticks and i, I can't remember Mary. you actually doing a modern full chris williams direct damage team so i think we maybe we go modern and we go direct damage
0: modern Direct damage.
1: I okay, no, I'd say like more, not direct damage, death from a thousand cuts.
0: Yeah. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. Uh, which is, it, I mean, it's direct, it tends to be direct damage, but there could be other variations of a death by a thousand cuts, but uh, no, you're right. I have, I've been focusing on expanding my repertoire a little bit. So I've been working on my beat stick usage and my attack zone utilization. It's been very uncomfortable, but I have forced myself to do it. Um, um and you're right i haven't really looked at the current m- meta with regards to pingy ping stuff although there is no, one obvious remember, one that yeah. immediately springs to mind yeah yeah do i say, do I get, you want to say it or do i, yeah, I go hold and it? Say it yeah. uh, so thor yeah thor's thor. legal of course he is in uh in infinity gauntlet who would be a prime death by a thousand
1: cuts? he is definitely a good start but then there's seven more cards to choose from and there might be some nuggets tucked away oh mate it's going to be well irritating because i haven't got every card anyway let's not distract well, <laughs> let's not we'll put it down our things. when we get to it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh i was already listening to i must have been listening to um rolling thunder and they were like rejoicing that it's gone back to draft packs and i was like your opinion is like so far from mine <laughs> like not wrong, no, no. You know, I'm not saying that like, either. Wrong. I mean, obviously, the guys um, chatting were, you know, obviously very much enjoy drafting. Uh, but I was just like, like that, just just a massive polar opposite to uh, to 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 me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> slight tangent. So what we're so listeners, our lovely, lovely listeners. Um, uh, so over the next couple of weeks, uh, we would like you to go away and have a brew of death from a thousand cuts is your your brief take that as it may um not literally in the form of dice masters please uh and uh, get brewing if you do your teams on the dice coalition team builder i'll also accept a screenshot if you want to do it on uh, sidekick because that's how i like to roll uh and uh, fire them over to us and then we'll have a look uh, next turn, let's see if we all do go for crazy. Um, is there some other options out there? Um, what similarities? What differences? What looks good? What looks bad? And we'll have a little chat about it.
0: Yeah, it, it would be nice if uh, one or two of you dug out something a bit more obscure or uh, less the low-hanging fruit. So they go I'll throw a challenge down to the to the brewers out there.
1: I might brew on the assumption I have every card, uh, and but then kind of maybe have a you know something you know, to swap in so i might say that if we we because um
0: yeah if you need to, or proxy or whatever that's fine yeah. isn't it for, for my like crisis set is wonky yeah um, i have actually like, got a little bundle to hand over to you i've just keep forgetting to put them in the post oh thanks mate you know i'm a i'm a giver uh, so, right, there you go then. So, the Great British Brew Off. Um, get your links over to us. You know, the usual places to get in touch. You can find us over on our Discord. Drop us a line at the Ministry of Dice Facebook page. E- email it to us through the Contact Us button on BritRoller6.com. DM me on Insta. DM me on Twitter. And I'll make sure it gets in front of Andy as well. Yeah, nice and straightforward. I like, Snuggle up on
1: the sofa. A nice cup of tea. Get your phone out or your iPad um open up sidekick or what's the android version
0: transition zone
1: the transition zone have a tinker death from a thousand cuts being the brief this week let's see what you get see yeah, if you're bother. Right.
0: right then cool uh, and i'll go away and do the same <laughs> hopefully we'll have a better response than we did for the team poll <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: yeah cool so there you go um and then yeah hopefully we can have a bit longer
0: and have a chat about it next time awesome very much cool right okay then on to the next segment okay then folks so this next segment now this next featured segment on this installment of the Mystery dice podcast it was suggested to us by andy may our north american con- correspondent andy america um, and he we called out a couple of weeks back in an episode we said hey it's quiet time now there's not a lot going on till Secret Wars comes up. Let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. And then Andy got in touch and said, yeah, I've got something I'd like to hear you guys talk about. And what he wants to know, what he's interested in, is whether there's any golden age globals that do not currently exist in modern that we'd like to see come back or make a return. So I went away and had a bit of a think about that, and I did a, a bit of a short list of what I feel are like some big, popular, oft-used, golden globals and i just thought i would call them out and we could debate whether we think they've they've got a place in modern whether we would like to see them come back would they be too strong in in the current modern meta or would they not have an impact at all and therefore who cares if they come back you know and whatever direction it takes us i suppose cool so the first one on the list that immediately sprung to my mind was energy fixes for the three energies that don't have energy fixes so we've got a fist one haven't we on the black dwarf but we haven't got a shield, we haven't got a mask, and we haven't got a Bolt energy fixer. So I thought maybe there'd be folks out there or uh, there'd be a place for the energy fixers or even something like the Intellect Devourer energy fixer coming back, which was kind of a generic one, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a staple for so long. Um, and it was a decision you had to make, wasn't it? It was a decision of, well, less so much with Intellect Devourer, but... Uh, Things like, well, yeah, Billy Club, Clayface. Clayface. See if I can do it. Uh Gorilla Grads was the fist. Yeah. And the shield was Cyborg. Boom. Dice Master's knowledge right here. Merlin right. was the bolt. Um, Yes, it was Merlin with a Y.
0: Yeah. But then there was a fresh set in Mighty Thor, wasn't there? Which was Bifrost, Molnir. Oh, uh, yeah. Not so. I can't remember Go what on, the other two were. Finish it. What was Bifrost was that the shield? Bifrost was yeah it was the shield. What was Molnir? Molnir was the bolt or was it a fist? I don't Probably recall. I forgot. Well that
1: already indicates that maybe they became
0: less <laughs> important as as um, time <laughs> went on. Well well certainly Clayface and Billy Club, the mask ones had they were very prevalent because mask masks power a lot of really useful globals, don't they? So Yeah. Uh, there certainly was a time where you'd be looking at Clayfaces and um, Billy Clubs left, right and centre, you know, like with uh, Mimit Ramp and uh, for use with side kit making globals, yeah. and PXG and uh, uh, Blink Transmutation, you know, tons of useful stuff uh, that used mass globals. But yeah, they were, you're absolutely right. They were such a staple and there was a period of time where I, I don't think certainly through Wko season I, I wouldn't sit down across from a team that didn't have one you
1: know no I, I wonder if it's because the intellect of basically did it didn't it? it did all four um in one uh, uh, because it was to turn it to a question mark uh, although yeah. there was the little caveat whether you had to field it first uh, whereas the um the other ones you didn't have to field you could just flip them in the reserve pool but yeah but intellect of didn't get used as a a staple on on most teams, did it? I really liked them because if you had a certain setup that you needed a mask, so, so for mimic ramp, you needed a mask. You had that fifty fifty chance of getting what you wanted. You could get your sidekick and turn it into the energy. You get the energy itself. You get the the question mark, and and I really liked it. I, I don't
0: think it would be overpowered in the in the current meta. Um, no. It'd be curious to know uh, the rationale between behind bringing the fist sidekick maker back with Black Dwarf and none of the others.
1: Yeah, you wonder if what rationale, if there is any, um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like just to have the one, like just for fists, as if you know, fist needs that little help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, okay, so we're saying yay on energy yeah. fixes then. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean,
1: especially with, I think, um, the specific energy over the generic energy uh, because it's then it's a decision you make for your team and you always hark on about globals and, oh, I don't want to give it to my opponent. Um, but say if you've got a setup that you need a shield. Um, it's a good global where it's going to help you, but it's less likely to be that kind of open utility for your opponent as well. Cause they're yeah. like, oh, great! A shield, just what I want for my, you know, bolt mm, jubilee team. Yeah, <laughs> so um, it's quite good in that respect. I think, yeah, I think it would live. For, I well, don't, in yeah, I
0: don't disagree with that. Uh, the only thing I do disagree with is the choice of the phrase "hark on about." I think what you actually meant to say was make very reasonable, uh, intellectual, and informed presentation of ideas about how dice masters should be played. I think that's what you meant to say. It was, apologies. Yeah. Uh, okay, Energy Fixers is a yay then. Next one on the list is the Clayface Global. Ooh. Yeah, it's an interesting one, that one, isn't it?
1: I don't think it... I mean, I think that it would be fine if they, they brought it into a future set. Um, it's. It kind of defines an, an era of Dice Masters for a little bit, a little bit like PXG you know up to the first kind of modern was very prevalent um, and has that kind of i mean it's got that time where it was used a lot um, yes yeah especially alongside other globals as well which we might speak about later
0: uh, well the next one on the list in fact i'll 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 bring it up now because it does it, it did interact with this one a great deal so i'll put the creek captain global down on the list as well
1: yeah those, those two working in tandem uh, were very good. It the, the clayface more so um, does what I like about a global, which is it it changes the mechanics of the game, the integral mechanics of the game, regardless of what teams are being played. Uh, and I quite like that. Like and PXG as well, where it it, it changes how you you even you think about your teams, how you approach them, uh, how you play. Um, I don't think it would be out of place. I think it's strong. Uh, no Yeah. It's you know, very and, strong. You definitely see it. Um But uh, you know, again with that's more of a utility global, both players can use it to a you know, to, to help benefit them. Um Yeah, I mean I don't miss it. I didn't play no. it, I don't think, as much as you did.
0: Yeah, um, I used it a lot for so it, uh, my collector nobby team was what I used it a lot on to get me fists. I used to use it to pull in, um, I think it was, was it Cree soldiers or Cree captain dice I used to use? I can't remember. Or, or other nobby dice. Mm. Um, but pull them into fill my field with two fists. So I had a fist to use a nobby drop on my turn and then a fist I could save back and do a nobby drop on my opponent's turn. So I used it quite a lot in that. Um, And I definitely seem to remember people doubling up on masks for some reason. What was that for? Oh, uh, Green Lantern Human. That's what it was, to fill their field up with as many masks as they could. Um, And I think, was there some stuff with pulling twingers out and getting loads of bolts together for something as well? I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to prove your point, though, isn't it? It did kind of very much define... um, a period in time uh, i'd like to see it come back because I, I like yourself i thought it was just it was a janky combo piece i like stuff that gives you janky combos um uh, i mean the least of which was stuff like Cree captain oh it just occurs to me we should point out what they do in case anyone listening is new and was like oh, yeah. what are they talking about yeah so clayface global you could pay a mask Uh, to bring a dice in from your used pile into your reserve pool on an energy face. So what that meant is if you had a character or an action dice in your used pile, you could pull it in and and double up, basically, pay a mask and pull the character face in on their two energy sides, which was really useful. Uh, Cree Captain, you could pay two fists to reduce the cost of the next dice you purchase by three, I think it was. Uh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in essence giving you a discount of one on your purchase. But uh Clayface Creek Captain was a great combo to get five costs on your third turn as well. Was it third turn or second turn? Second turn. Yeah. Uh, so okay, yeah. we're saying we're saying yeah, on clayface then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a clayface is
1: a lot like um uh ring. Yeah, I didn't ring. use ring
0: so much, but um yeah. Cause it was, was ring t- ring with resurrection, wasn't it? was
1: yeah, yeah, you pay one to take a sidekick from your used pile in the reserve pool. So yeah, it's actually the same, but that wasn't used as much as Clayface was. I, I think it's the it's because it's a sidekick and not a character dice. Because you used to bring in the yeah. character and the two energy kind of it kind of ramped it up a bit. Um Yeah, yes, yeah. this, this I wouldn't be I wouldn't be unhappy or, or think that it was broken if it came back, but. Uh, You know, it it would be a nice kind of alteration to the mechanics.
0: Yeah, cool. All right then, excellent. That's two yays so far. Then Uh, the third one I put on my list. This is one we're not seeing for a while. Magic missile.
1: See that everything they've brought in that's like magic missile is been toned down a lot. Yes, they've made a conscious effort to, to. not have that global <laughs> anymore.
0: Yeah, uh it was a D and D basic action, although the name uh, escapes me at the moment. But you had to pay a life, didn't you, to do the damage? Was it pay a life? Wand, wand. Thank you. And then there's been another yeah. one, but it's been a two cost, doesn't it? You had to pay two to do the ping, and it was only to a character. Yes. Well, I imagine this was always only to a character. character. Um, yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm not sure. I'd be interested to know what the rationale is around removing that. It strikes me that things like bringing back dark, uh, things like the blue eyes, white dragon global on the dark Phoenix. Um, Oh, again, sorry, folks, we should point out what it does. So magic missile used to be able to pay a bolt, uh, to deal one damage to target character. Yeah. Easy peasy. Bolt, clean, ping, simple. Bolt yeah. ping, bolt ping. I do I, yeah. I don't,
1: I didn't think it was that overpowered.
0: no, no, it was. I mean, was, it had it had its day in the sun with the likes of uh, like uh, Iceman. Yeah, Iceman team's made a lot of use of it, didn't they?
1: I mean, because you know, in, in those in in the days when it was usable, uh, and you were using PXG, and you had you, know, you were rolling all your dice every turn. I never felt. Oh, he's got a magic missile on his team. I've lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is this is. I was surprised when they did. Kind of um you know, nerf it, but it I, I suppose it's just something that we don't do anymore no one no one's can be bothered to spend a life to ping a damage to a character um the reward just isn't there for doing it. Um, no we'll pay two for it, so uh, again, I'm gonna say, yeah, all
0: uh, right, Ma- magic it. missile yeah what uh, uh we, we we of course would encourage the uh listen you uh, lovely listeners to get in touch and let us know uh, if you disagree or have a good reason to present, to say, "Nah, that one shouldn't come back because of this reason. But yeah, I used to use Magic Missile a lot. Uh, I used to use it with Turinga Swarm, for example, all the time, especially in teams where I was quite happy for you to ping my, my folks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, shoot my Turinga. That preps me a dice too, uh, kind of thing. So I've got no, you know, no objection in principle. It's a global... that is on the table for both players to use you could obviously configure your team to use more bolts i did note down like you know techno and um superwoman for example like the bolt yeah. making um but i sort of t- i took them off the list because i felt like energy has covered that ground so yeah no objection in principle and i think it's it's certainly got a useful space hasn't it for going. Let's ping that off. I mean, there's a lot of stuff around nowadays that's got big arses on them, though, isn't there? That Yeah, so you'd uh, have to make that investment. Yeah. So it would have... You know, you'd be paying to get the value out of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Let's put it on the list. That's uh, Magic Missile. I'd like to see a Magic Missile return. Yeah, cool. All right, well, next one on the list, in the interest of time, I'll I'll hurry us along, but uh, the Rip Hunter stroke Becky Lynch Global.
1: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> good one uh i I mean i liked it and i used all renditions of it so um i I can't kind of say that if it was around i wouldn't be using it because i would um sure but there's other ways to get your dice through (laughs) you know (laughs) um that that isn't you know as easy uh, I would, I, I don't know. I think for your, your top end competitive gaming, you go into a tournament, you're going to win, you go into nationals, you're going to rock it, you know, and, and, and try and slay everyone. And if we still had that, then I would definitely be like, oh, yeah, I really miss it. Um, but we haven't got that. So I'm not really that bothered.
0: No, yeah, I don't find myself missing it particularly, although I was never the biggest fan in the first place. Even though it was good for getting your hands on the thing you wanted quicker. So it certainly had a useful place. Like if you needed a bit of removal, ASAP. Like I've got to roll um, my removal next turn. I can't put it through the bag cycle or whatever. It was useful. But I've always felt like ramping and rolling more dice in general was better. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and keeping
1: things kind of churning through. I am... Yeah, I I think for, for the teams that are uh, uh, turn three kill. You do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. You do this, you then do this, and you do this. You do this, you do this, you, do this, you win. Um, it's got a place in it, um, without a doubt. And if 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 we were playing games like that on a regular basis, I'd be like, yeah, we need that back. Oh, it's so annoying having to wait till turn five to you know, do damage or whatever. But um, it's cool, but I don't miss it. Is it too strong? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a card slot, isn't it? What thing is all these cards? Uh, I think all but Magic Missile are on character cards. So not only are you, um, you know, you and your opposition have these globals, uh, but in many cases, it's a sacrifice of a card slot to use yeah. them as well. So yeah. that kind of balance is is there to take into account as well. I kind of want to say no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sensing we're both a bit more lukewarm about the uh, uh, the Rip Hunter Stroke Becky Lynch global. So let's let's put that down as a no. Let's put that down yeah. as a no. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right. The uh, the last one on the main list, Resurrection. Now, just to clarify, here we have indeed got prep globals right now, but all the prep globals have a thing about them. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? Like uh, Magneto, you, you can only. Uh, there ha- it has to be an empty prep area to prep into. Or you like your um, uh, Lilandra, you've got to have bought a character that turn before you can use it. Or um, what's uh, Iron Lad, you have to have done some damage in order to use it. Um, or what, uh, is it the Flash that's like super convoluted? You need to buy 10. Ten dice. Submit a form to <laughs> <character> <laughs> yeah. counselor you to have get... to get buy a character and field a character. I think yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's all there's all just stuff and nonsense around your good old fashioned prep global, uh, and so resurrection. Yeah, there was nothing cleaner, more simple, more straightforward, more elegant than pay a shield and prep a die from your back Yeah, I don't.
1: I'd like to see it back. I think it's good. I think it's solid. I don't think it, it was overpowered. Uh, I think it promoted good thinking about your bag management. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think it promote like in, in having that and using it helped with um, developing kind of your bag management when you would do it, when you wouldn't do it, um, when you want to pull dice through. I, I think it, it added to the game so i'd definitely say it back because not only is it a good kind of tool to um, to kind of help you learn but it's also a good tool to help you learn
0: hmm yeah. i agree yeah i think it's <laughs> it was just you your turn 3 you know your 3 turn strategy it was just so much easier um but it also played nice with other things that you might want to do. That would, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, what I mean, how many times have you and I been playing a game and I've been like, oh, I can't use the Magneo Global now because I've done this, all this other shenanigansy stuff that's put some other bits in my prep or whatever. And I'm like, no. Or trying to fathom out how you can buy a dice and feel a character. But if you're all a sidekick, then you want energy short for the character you want to buy, so you can't do the prep anyway. And it's all just like, God, just please give me resurrection back. Just chuck it on a really pants basic action (laughs) (laughs) like it used to be. So it's sacrificing a basic action slot. Everybody can enjoy it. It's a global for us all to use in the communal experience of Dice Masters. Yeah, I just don't don't want all the small print attached. (laughs) (laughs) Some <laughs> no. about prepping. You know what I mean.
1: Stop it with the yeah. You have to have the prep area empty. It's annoying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Submit three uh, your form in triplicate to your local dice masters council, who will then give you permission in three weeks' time to prep a die. <laughs> like, come on, Jesus! All right, well, that's a resounding yes. So, out of the five, the shortlist of kind of five, um, with kind of Cree Captain as a notable mention, that's four out of the five that we've gone for. Uh, I I do have two additional uh, honourable mentions, just to chuck them out there very quickly. Um, The Fetid Bloat Drone Global. So this is where you could uh, sacrifice a sidekick to then immediately draw and roll two dice.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I never really thought it was that strong.
0: Yeah, well, uh, but cast your memory back. I used to use it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I used to use that one a lot, because it just meant that you could hypothetically, given her a decent role, of course, get your hands on the thing you've just bought if you've planned your bag out right. And I used to love that yeah. idea.
1: Again, it's, that's promoting your bag management. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the bag. I, I don't miss it. I didn't even know what it did. I couldn't even remember what it did.
0: So, uh, sure, let's go yeah. for that. Uh, and then another one that I've, uh, I seem to recall being very popular, but I, I actually don't think has got a place at all in the meta right now, Inset Plague. Oh, does that make a sidekick unblockable? That's right, yeah. Um, but I just think with the absence of like allies have just disappeared altogether, haven't they, as a keyword? yeah. Um, I just don't think it's got a place. But I suppose that leads into a larger space where not only would I like to see the Inset Plague global combat, but I'd like to see some interesting allies in general, to come back. Oh yeah, Aunt
1: Mays, your crap yep. characters. Your Aunt Mays, your Mary Janes, your Lois Lanes, your photo boy from start. Um, Superman, Foot Ninja. Oh,
0: oh, suits you, sir. That was a good um, ally. Yeah. What about P X G? We never talked about P X G. Uh, well, I was. I didn't even add that one on the list because I. <laughs> Uh, despite whatever i may say everybody just gets all like super giddy over pxg so um, i didn't feel the need to waste the airtime
1: yeah i mean it's i i mean when you talk globally i mean uh, when we're talking about globals what i like is like not necessarily like pxg itself but things like pxg uh clayface that we spoke about um where it it changes up the whole mechanics of the game for both players. Um, and you have to think about it differently. So you're the same game, but it plays completely different. Um, I'd like to see kind of more of that come in. I mean, Dark Phoenix is a good example, but, you know, it's not new. Um, but just some like, cool new stuff where you're like, oh, you know, pay something and your character goes to prep and, and it goes to, your opponent's character goes to use instead of prep or something or like, that's just off the top of my head. But something that makes you think differently and or do was something it? different
0: and It sounded what? like a very carefully crafted global then for a minute. It was from the I know right. That was just off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> if you're
0: listening, whiskey I am available <laughs> at a fee. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean I was never I'm not a fan of the game being sped up too much, and that's what PhD. Well, you know, we've debated it. ad nauseum now.
1: It's the, the, the negatives to it. Um, it's, it's, especially now with with rotation seem to be the thing. I mean, at that time, like we had PXG for, what, four years or something? Um, or, you know, three years. Uh, so it, get, it became an annoyance. But Clayface we had for maybe two years? Or a year? I don't know. With the, the rotation of constantly kind of churning through, I think they could afford to have stuff that You know, it's a bit more game changing because it's, it's, you know, it's going to go away after a while. Yeah, and maybe not pace it. Maybe instead of everyone going faster, you know, it makes your opponent go slower or or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some thought behind it. A bit of a a new space to explore in that respect, for sure. Yeah, Um, that would shake it up, like properly shake it up. Mm. Yeah,
1: so I'd prefer to see new stuff than regurgitated stuff. But good new stuff.
0: Yeah. Stuff, stuff. All right. Well, I'm feeling the sense of fizzle out on this segment there. But there you go. There's there, there was just kind of five uh, I don't know notables from days gone by that I jotted down uh, after Andy fired over that that note to us said have a chat about <laughs> globals you'd like to see come back. Uh, of course, okay. as a- always, get in touch with us, folks. Let us know what your thoughts are on that subject. Would you have agreed with us, disagreed with us, with regards to the five notables that are brought up? Is there a global we've not mentioned today that you lament the loss of and wish you could see make a return? Then drop us a line, let us know what that is, or have a punt at creating one, uh, as per Andy's suggestion, that could uh, shake up the game but not be so OP that it's ridiculous. Um, you know the usual ways like to get that. in touch with us. You like what? That like idea, people making up globals. Mm, sure, yeah um I'm sure our five or six listeners, one or two of them might be interested. <laughs> Go Laurier, eh? you know you want to. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, wrap that segment up there and also move to wrapping up this podcast altogether, shall we? Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. (laughs) Absolutely, we did. Uh, So, yeah, just get in touch. Keep talking to us, folks. Let us know what your team brews are. Let us know your thoughts on the Globals conversation. Um, Make sure you head on over to bitroll6.com for the show notes to find links to the various online tournaments that we've mentioned this episode and all that good stuff. And of course, keep your segment suggestions coming our way if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, particularly during this dry spell. We are once again experiencing Uh, get the suggestions over folks because it's we're close to the dice tower conversation again
1: please don't make that happen
0: (laughs) if not dice towers we'll talk dice trays dice bags that's that's not an empty threat so yeah get those segment suggestions over to us Uh, and that's it there's you know there's no new news so hope everyone's cool Uh, we'll see you again in two weeks i think that's all there is to say in it
1: don't forget to check us out on twitch facebook discord twitter instagram whatever else to gams (laughs) um follow like share subscribe use your prime um thing on twitch uh, come and join us for our Wednesday night games. Come and join us every, the beginning and end of the month for our Fighting Fantasy Twitch and our Chatting Twitch.
0: And
1: Ooh. see you in two weeks.
0: Yeah. There you go. That wasn't, was wasn't, wasn't that uh, an excellent pitch.
1: Inspiring.
0: Yeah. Just, just follow us wherever we may be. At. Write a review about us somewhere. Give us That's a cool. five-star rating on something. Yeah. Tell a friend uh, yeah. Link share is somewhere, <laughs> right? A card, like a card in a telephone box. Yeah, yeah. Send a pigeon out without with our link jotted down. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Right. Oh, on that note, I've been Chris, otherwise known as True Mister Six, uh, and I've been Andy, aka
1: Tyrion Lannister.
0: <laughs> See you later, folks. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Sorry mate, just give me one set. Yes?
1: Let's talk about Snap, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the cards and the games that we've had. Let's talk about Snap. Let's talk about Snap. <laughs> Let's talk about Snap. Let's talk about
0: Snap. Just, just dealing with the noisy rubble who've just returned home from Girl Guides.